Your computer makes thousands of connections every day, just like the one it's making now to deliver you your audio content. Why not unlock some little connections of your own? Pick up a box of Cadbury Heroes today, stay at home and share them with your family or friends. Sometimes it's the little things that bring us together. The year is 2032, the place Los Angeles after a big earthquake and violence has been eradicated in a new totalitarian state. Criminals will be frozen and reprogrammed in cryogenic prisons. The prisoners are ice cubes. Their criminal instincts are being reprogrammed as they sleep. The piece is broken by a criminal from the 90s on the loose, recently thought out after having been on ice for 40 years in a cryogenic prison. I'm gonna love running this place. How was the fiendish Simon Phoenix apprehended back in the 20th? In the end, it took just one man. One cop, John Spartan. They called him the Demolition Man. The process of freezing a person after they die in hopes that science in the future will be able to bring them back. More and more people are being cryogenically frozen here in hopes of one day getting a second chance at life. Now, it sounds like science fiction. A reporter, Jennifer Ann Wilson, says it could change the future of medical science. So the idea that humans might be able to be preserved for a long period of time has roots deep back into our history. Al Gore charges $200,000 if you choose to preserve your entire body and then $80,000 if you just want to preserve your head. The demolition man's an animal who hasn't worn a shield in 40 years. Simon Phoenix is an old-fashioned criminal. We need an old-fashioned cop. This is a very exciting time to be a complex system cryobiologist. We feel that we're getting closer and closer to very good preservation of our first model system, the rabbit kidney, but the field is wide open. Okay, now what? Buckle up. Hello and welcome to Science-ish. I'm Rick Edwards, joined as ever by Dr. Michael Brooks. Hello. You sounded a bit bored there. By which bit? Your name? By my name, yeah. yeah. Just so often I have to say it. Oh, I am sorry. You didn't mind saying your own name, though. Never mind saying my own name. I noticed that. Do you want me to do it again? No, it's fine. Carry on. Great. So the format of the show, very simple. We take a piece of fiction. Could be a TV show. Could be a film. Could be a book. Could be a play. Is it ever a play? It's never a play. Remind me why that is. Because uh, you don't like plays. Oh, what, and you do? <laughs> I, I don't mind them as much as you do. I've sat through more than you have, I bet. Ugh, bloody plays. Anyway, this week it's your turn to pick the source. What have you gone for? Demolition Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Which uh, you're very excited about. I hadn't actually seen until... Never sat- seen it. No, I sat down and watched it it's last night. so good. I love it. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. Why is your voice cracking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's all right. It's, once you realise it's meant to be funny, then that helps a lot. Well, not exclusively meant to be funny. It's just that that era of action film has a, a sort of a layer of humour in. Yeah, but this is, like, really laid on thick. It's not like Last Action Hero. It's really laid on thick. Simon Phoenix knows he has some competition. He's finally matched his meat. You really licked his ass. That's met his match and kicked. Kicked. 
his ass. So the, the premise of the film, if you haven't seen it, is that uh, Wesley Snipes is an arch-villain called Simon Phoenix. He is nailed in 1996 by uh, Sly Stallone's cop figure, who is called something ridiculous, John Spartan. John Spartan, of course he's called John, <laughs> John Spartan. Spartan. That's a solid name, isn't it? Damn it, John, I'm tired of this demolition man shit. You are not supposed to come down here. You are not supposed to attempt the arrest of Phoenix single-handed. Anyway, so in 96, basically Sly Stallone is a cop. He commits some misdemeanor and they both get frozen as a punishment, cryopreserved for possible release in the future, according to parole. Then what happens is Wesley Snipes' character gets released early or, or breaks free. Simon Phoenix, lie down with your hands behind your back. What's this? Six of you, such nice, tidy uniforms. Oh, I'm so scared. And the only way they can track him down is to also unfreeze Sly Stallone. Get Spartan out of the freezer. Get Spartan defrosted. And, and then it becomes a kind of chase action movie. Uh, but it's set in this weird future in 2032 where everything's really nice and there's no violence in San Angeles, as they call it. And that's why they have to get Spartan out because none of the local lawyers so much can mayhem. deal with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't believe that he's even snipes. talking back to them, let alone shooting them. We're police officers. We're not trained to handle this kind of violence. So what's our big question then? So the question we're asking is, can I freeze myself in time? Can I do cryopreservation? I think I've got a sense of an answer on this, by the way. Uh, Well, maybe I'll surprise uh, you. Who's our big hitter? So we have got none other than Dr. Gregory Fahey, who is the Chief Scientific Officer for 21st Century Medicine. This is a cryopreservation company that focuses on preserving organs. So the idea is you freeze organs, you keep them in a bank, and then when somebody needs them, you defrost them and and, uh, do an organ transplant. Pretty big challenge. The possibility of life after death is explored in Phoenix, Arizona, by the Cryonic Society. So the idea that humans might be able to be preserved for a long period of time has roots deep back into our history. They propose freezing bodies in cold storage capsules. Scientists are mostly skeptical. Back in the 1640s, there was a scientist named Henry Power who was trying to preserve chickens by burying them in snow and, and seeing how long that would work with the idea that maybe people could be preserved in the same way. A freezing liquid replaces the blood supply. And the subject is wrapped in aluminum foil and placed in a capsule at 220 degrees below zero centigrade. This is very difficult to achieve in reality because we people are very big and we're also mammals. And mammals have been evolved to be healthy at very high temperatures, not at low temperatures. And even today, there are limits on how well you can put somebody into hypothermia, which is just temperature reduction without cryopreservation to a temperature above the freezing point of water. The central problem of cryopreserving a complex system is the fact that water has a freezing point of about zero degrees Celsius. And once you get below that, it tends to freeze. And the freezing of water in organized tissues tends to disrupt the structure of the tissue. So in order to overcome the freezing of water, you have to replace 
a large volume of that water with chemical agents. The chemical agents reduce the freezing point, and at any temperature below the freezing point, they reduce the total amount of ice that's present. The way that I try to preserve complicated systems in my laboratory is through a process called vitrification, which means glass formation. So essentially, I take this idea of using protective chemicals to its logical extreme. In other words, I use so much of these protective chemicals called cryoprotective agents that you could go all the way to absolute zero and never form any ice. But because you have no energy at absolute zero, something else has to happen. And so what happens is that the liquid in the system turns into a glassy state, which is a non-lumpy, non-crystalline state that's kind to biological systems. But the problem with that is that the more ice reduction you want to do, the more chemical has to be introduced. And eventually, since we were not developed through time in our ancestral process of becoming human beings to actually be able to tolerate all of these alien chemicals, they become toxic. This is really spicy stuff. Yeah. He's talking about getting it real cold, isn't he? Real cold. So you're going to sort of ideally really liquid nitrogen temperatures, minus 196 degrees Celsius. Ooh-hoo. You can do it with dry ice, solid carbon dioxide at minus 80 but a lot of the work is liquid nitrogen because that's really easy to deal with. So what what kind of stuff have we managed to successfully cryopreserve then? Well, so we did uh, bull sperm quite early on. That was 1949. Very easy to do because uh, sperm doesn't have any cytoplasm, doesn't have the sort of liquid in in the cells that's, oh, I that's do. the problem. So, so sperm is really easy. Eggs were harder. So actually we, we successfully uh, had a baby born from a frozen embryo uh, in 1984, I think it was, uh, yeah, 1984, Zoe Leyland, she was called. Uh, she was born from an embryo that had been frozen. So a, an egg and a sperm had been fertilized by IVF. And then that whole thing was was frozen down right. uh, using cryoprotectants. And that was okay. Uh, and then the first successful pregnancy from a frozen egg that's, that was just isolated, defrosted, and then fertilized again, that was a couple of years later. So, and now we have, you know, this is almost routine. It's it. So, so last year, somebody was born uh, from an embryo that had been frozen 24 years previously. And basically it was given to, it was a donor birth. So yeah. it wasn't related to the parents. Right. Uh, but the, I think the, the mother is only officially you know, one year older than the baby. If you mm. count it as its life beginning when the embryo was frozen. Yeah, which we don't do. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> we do it with a Daily Mail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so we're doing, you know, a, a few interesting things with this now. But the whole idea is trying to, like you say, slow down or stop all of those biological processes. Yeah. And presumably something like that is happening when animals hibernate, isn't it? Yeah. So that's the point. If you're trying to get through a winter... When there's no food, cold temperatures, difficult to kind of maintain your normal metabolism, you know, no food sources or whatever, then the idea is just to slow down your metabolism, stop all the processes, slow down your heartbeat, and you don't need to eat. You can kind of put yourself in this suspended animation. And there's quite a few animals that do that. Hibernation is not sort of difficult to do in, in a sense if, you, if mm. that's how you've evolved. Mm-hmm. We don't naturally hibernate at all. So one example of an animal that hibernates is a fat-tailed dwarf lemur of Madagascar. 
and it hibernates. But in Madagascar, you can imagine, it's not actually that cold. It doesn't get cold. It just sort of gives up for seven months of the year and goes and hides. What's this problem? Just lazy? I think so. Does, do we see anything in nature where it gets frozen and then comes back to life? Yeah, I mean, we see it with seeds. Seeds naturally get frozen, like in the permafrost or whatever. You know, we've sort of found things that are 30-odd thousand years old in the Siberian tundra. Eggs, fish eggs, basically 700 years old, were found last year, successfully hatched. And Arctic moss, frozen for 1,500 years. So little things, you know, nothing mammal-like, obviously. You know, nothing sort of, like he said, you know, we are warm-blooded creatures. We kind of need the warmth for, you know, that's how we've evolved. And, I mean, bacteria last thousands of years. Yeah. Frozen up, so, so that's not a Bacteria problem. and nails, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, absolutely nails. Uh, there's a frog called the wood frog, uh, which can be frozen for 11 days. So it can just sort of survive. Basically, about 45% of its body tissue gets frozen completely. And its heartbeat stops. It doesn't bother breathing. What? For 11 days. Really? Blood stops flowing. What happens after 11 days? Then it dies after that point. So you have to take it out of the freezer then. But, you know, so there are examples in nature of things that do get stopped. And that's stopping completely. And that's stopping completely. It can't carry on forever. No, but but, that's interesting. But it's stopping. And it uses antifreeze. So it actually has its own natural sort of cryoprotectants that kick in. Let's finish with all the Rip Van Winkle and get moving. A Mr. Phoenix has risen from the ashes. Uh Uh-huh. I tracked that dirt bag for two years. And when I finally bring him down, you turn me into an ice cube for my trouble. Thanks, but no thanks. The conditions of your parole are full reinstatement into the SAPD and immediate assignment to the apprehension of Simon Phoenix. Or you can go back into cryostasis. Not many people get a second chance, John Spartan. What's suspended animation going to be useful for? Is it like space travel and stuff like that? Well... (laughs) That is the justification that's used, isn't it? It's like, oh, we're going to do massive interstellar distances. We're going to go to Mars and it'll be, you know, like just like an afternoon trip because we'll just go into suspended animation. But I think really it's a lot to do with the idea of wanting to just avoid dying. Yeah. Again. And maybe, you know, if you can cryopreserve somebody, then you can just defrost them later on when medicine is good enough to be able to deal with any damage that happened, and then they can have another go at life. But I suppose that's when you're talking about freezing the whole thing, the whole yeah. kit and caboodle, or, yeah. or at least your head. Yeah. But I suppose... Very, the, at the very least, your head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is my bare minimum. <laughs> but the thing where it feels a bit more practical and useful is where you talk about cryopreserving organs for transplantation, yeah. isn't it? So that's quite a thing, isn't it? If you could do that, you know, because at the moment we've got massive shortage of organs for transplant. And they're saying that if you could actually just take all those viable organs that, you know, for when people die and just, you know, put them into a freezer and bring them out when they're needed, that would be amazing. They're saying that basically within two years you could eliminate all the transplant waiting lists. But at the moment, 60% of the hearts and lungs donated for transplantation, we just can't keep them viable for very long at all. You can keep them for maybe a day or two. But it's kind of, that's it. So unless you can match up a donor and recipient really fast, then it just rots. And we're talking about getting organs from people who are dying prematurely, really, aren't we? Because I don't want to, I'm pretty gutty if I get some shit old lung (laughs) from a 90-year-old. Yeah, I mean, it has to be that that kind of classic killed in a road accident kind of thing. Some kind of pricing strategy. You haven't got much money, I'm afraid. (laughs) You're getting granddad's liver. (laughs) And he liked to drink. (laughs) 
<laughs> so we know the problem and we know what's you know what should be the solution but it's difficult to do so the thing we really need to sort out is this whole sort of method the actual practical uh, means of cryopreservation several years ago we decided that we might be actually ready to try to vitrify a rabbit kidney we weren't really sure that it was going to work it was kind of a moonshot so we took the kidney we loaded it up with our cryoprotective agents we cooled it to six degrees below the glass transition temperature which should be enough to preserve it for hundreds of thousands of years if not for billions of years And then we warmed it back up again, washed out the protective chemicals and transplanted the kidney. And somewhat to our amazement, the kidney actually did survive. So that told us for the first time in history, really, that you can actually preserve a vital organ and have it support the life of the recipient. And that gave us some hope that we could actually refine the process and do it without any residual ice crystal damage. If you want to get into the realm of human suspended animation, there's another problem that you have to face, and that's the brain. The brain has a unique problem associated with it, which is called the blood-brain barrier. The brain is very picky about what it lets come into it and what comes out of it. And it doesn't like to let cryoprotective agents get into it or come out of it. So one way that we did that was to Perfuse fix the brain with aldehyde fixatives first, which locks all of the molecular structures in place, and then replace the water with cryoprotective agents after having used some detergent to overcome the blood-brain barrier. The result was that we prevented the barrier from being a barrier. We overcame the barrier and then presented that brain for analysis by an independent third-party laboratory, which eventually awarded us the Small Mammal Brain Crowd Preservation Prize by virtue of the fact that, from what they could tell, all of the connections within the brain were preserved by that process. Even if I've um, successfully frozen an organ, do I have to be careful when I'm kind of bringing it back from the frozen dead? Yeah, you do. I mean, just as you expect damage... So on the way down, temperature-wise, you also expect damage on the way up. So mm. if certain bits heat up faster than others, which is what happens sometimes, you kind of get hot spots in the tissue, which means that you just get this kind of almost mechanical breakage between various things. So you have to have it sort of really evenly warmed up. Uh, there was an amazing breakthrough last year, actually, that, that we may have solved this in a sense, uh, mm. because they infused, uh, there was a team from the US, infused the tissue with nanoparticles like magnetic nanoparticles so little tiny particles of iron and they kind of you know that that was distributed through the tissue and then they can put them into an alternating magnetic field as it warms up and this kind of basically allows all the little nanoparticles to get a little bit warm in the in the magnetic field. So it's just like a very nice even heating heating. and Mm. uh, and they found that that worked really well so you know that that's a big breakthrough if you can make it work although you're left with some magnetic nanoparticles all around aren't you? No, they just get a big magnet, suck them all out. (laughs) (laughs) Just, uh, just... Never, (laughs) ever go in an MRI scanner after that. Just bite down on this bit of wood. This will hurt a little bit while I suck out all the nanoparticles from your brain. Obviously, it's going to be easier to do this with an organ like the liver or kidney than it is the brain. Yeah, Because you have to preserve every single 
connection between every neuron. That's why they are prize winners, in a sense, because they achieved that. Mm. And and so when that was examined, they basically introduced a sort of vitrification effect in the rabbit brain. And when they thawed that out and they had somebody look at it, and they say it's an independent kind of assessment, all of the neural connections were all still there. Everything was still intact. Does that mean that the rabbit would still be able to remember stuff? Because that's one of the things that people often sort of flag up. They're like, sure, you might be able to freeze and then unfreeze my brain, but I'll lose all memory. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't ask the rabbit. It wasn't like the... It was in their head. and the, They didn't bring the rabbit back to life. They yeah. just looked at the brain. And, and they got a prize for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like the, the connections, the synapses between the neurons, everything was working, everything looked fine. That doesn't mean it was actually working, but it looked fine. So that's a big step forward, shall we say. This is a very exciting time to be a complex system cryobiologist. We feel that we're getting closer and closer to very good preservation of our first model system, the rabbit kidney. But the field is wide open because the other organs are much less developed in terms of what we know about their needs. The needs of the heart and the liver are very different from the needs of the kidneys. And then if you think about what it would take to preserve a whole human, somehow we have to reconcile all those differing needs for the different organs into one process that can preserve everything. You can freeze your eggs or sperm to thaw and use at a later date just about anywhere, but there's only three places in the world you can freeze your entire body with any hopes of using it again. It first made headlines when baseball legend Ted Williams' family had his head frozen. All of this happening out of the Alcor facility in Scottsdale, and more and more people are having themselves frozen for the future. What we've been talking about so far is perfecting suspended animation, the sort of thing that you see in Demolition Man. When John Spartan is put into the cryo prison, but we don't have a process like that right now. It's science fiction for the time being. And yet there are people that need that sort of thing. If you happen to be dying now and you think that there may be a cure for your disease sometime in the future, there's a great temptation to apply technology that essentially doesn't work to try to solve that problem. But if your life is at stake, you may find yourself in an awkward position of having to take a deep breath and roll the dice and see what happens. If you're interested in being cryopreserved and you're single, there's a convention coming up in Las Vegas in May to help you find a like-minded soulmate. Did you get anywhere So, from what the doctor is saying, you can't really freeze your body at the moment. However, I assume that if I have got the money, I'll be able to find someone who will do it for me. Yeah, so you can freeze a body at the moment. You just can't defrost one in any useful way. So the idea is... Even if I freeze it, I'm, by freezing it, damaging it. Possibly, possibly not. But Mm -hmm. the point is, if we freeze it now, using what we've got, then people in the future who defrost you might have the technology to repair the damage. So why not get frozen now there's no reason not to is there if you've got the money Mm. nothing to lose i mean it's better than being dug up you know put in a hole who's offering this so there's there's a couple of options one's in russia so uh there's a a company thanks (laughs) you say that but actually you know they are a good value option so it's called cryo russ i think it's called cryo russ as in cryo 
and Russia. Cryo Russia. It's but clever. it might be called Cryo R Us. It's hard to tell. Oh, I hope it's like <laughs> what Toys R Us are doing now. <laughs> like, so we're going to live There's no toys money in us. toys. <laughs> I'll tell you what, there's money in freezing rich people. <laughs> so um, Cryo R Us. Yeah, that's what we're calling so, them. So they get stored in giant communal vacuum flasks, basically, full of liquid nitrogen. That's $36,000 for a full body or just $12,000 for a head. Okay. $12,000 for a head. $12,000 on a head, yeah. Are they just chopping... They're, they're literally doing that. Are they just chopping my head chopping off? chopping your head off. <laughs> God, it makes me feel a bit funny. <laughs> <laughs> so the Alcor place in California, uh, that's 200000 for a full body and 80000 for a head. What? That's a lot of dollar. I mean, I'm going to cryo our ass all day yeah, long, aren't I? Yeah, me too. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? And you do it through your life insurance, so it's you know you pay like fifteen pound a month or something, yeah. and uh, and then when you pop your clogs, I mean, as we know, if you're going to die, you might as well give yourself a little bit of hope and sort of yeah, say, you know, sure. why not? Uh, you've got nothing to lose. So at the moment in the US, there's about three hundred people who are already frozen, and and there's a few thousand people signed up for this as well. Mm. So um, I think Anders Sandberg, our, our friend Anders Sandberg, is one oh, of them yeah. at Oxford. Of course he is. Of course he is. Uh, and I think a lot of the people we have on this show are getting their heads frozen, <laughs> actually. <laughs> uh, the guy in Russia is complaining about the fact that it's, um, it's mainly old people who do this. That's weird, isn't it? They're the ones who are scared of death. But uh, they call it, uh, you know, the young people can't be bothered to do it yet. So they're, they're sort of like, they call it cryocrastination. It's like you wait until you get old before you sign up for this kind of thing. Mm. But there was a, I mean, there was a big case last year of a, a girl who was dying of cancer who wanted her body frozen. Her estranged father thought this was a terrible idea. I think her mother was fine with it. So it went to court in the end and the, the judge ruled that she could have her body frozen. So, you know, scientists sort of weighed in and said she's being sold snake oil. You know, there's there's no reason to think this is actually going to do anything. But it's kind of her choice, isn't it? If she's got the money. I think she was only charged $27,000 or something. That's decent. Yeah, I thought it was all right. So would you sign up for it then? I don't think I would. And I'll tell you why. I think it's a kind of a bit of a false hope. I think if they managed organ preservation, I would definitely sign up to have all my organs preserved and given to somebody else if that was a possible thing oh, i mean, get I'm not... you, you big amygdala bastard <laughs> <laughs> but that's because i'm you know as i say i'm an i'm an altruist mm. um but i think the whole body thing it sort of doesn't give proper closure to everyone around you does it i mean you know when i die obviously everyone's gonna be very very upset you want a nice funeral don't you i want a nice funeral i want them to kind of you know be able to grieve and then move on with their lives and if if my body is sitting somewhere in siberia in a vat of liquid nitrogen yeah, it might be looking... that everyone's sort of like, it could be back at any moment. Like it's a, a funeral where you look like Han Solo in Carbonite, <laughs> yeah. just sort of <laughs> just next to the gravestone. Or there's just like a big like you know, polystyrene bucket with me in it. Mm. Yeah, because it probably won't be as glamorous as Carbonite, will it? it no, just, probably. It not. will just be yeah, and we've got him here, quite preserved <laughs> in the steaming liquid nitrogen vat. Have there been any human trials at all on calling people to put them into suspended animation? So there's, yeah, there's one going on at the moment, which and the idea is is not for sort of you know people who are dead to bring them back to life, but literally to save their lives. So so the classic case is gunshot wounds where people are bleeding out really badly, and all these processes are going on. So if you if your brain's deprived of oxygen, which it is once you start bleeding out, then you've only got four or five minutes really before you start losing function, unless you can get cooled by you know 
10 degrees is fine. And then all those metabolic processes stop and the, the lack of oxygen to the brain stops being a problem. So people are actually already doing surgeries now where they cool people down, either by you know, putting gel pads on them to cool them, which is quite a slow way of doing it. Uh, another way to do it is to uh, infuse them with cold saline. So you basically do like a blood transfusion, but you use chilled saline. So you gradually chill the body down. Yeah. And that, that works really well to kind of slow down all of those processes that, that, that eventually will kill you. So there are ways to do this. We're moving towards it, and I'm still not signing up. I think I'm doing it for 12 grand to get my head frozen. Are you? Yeah, fuck it. And that's dollars, actually. So with a good exchange rate... Yeah, less than 10 grand. not bad, yeah. I've spent 10 grand on worse things. Yeah, exactly. It's worth a punt, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. For your crimes, you would surely have died in jail before now. Even you must appreciate the persuasively tranquil humanity of the cryo prison system. I don't want to spoil your dinner, pal, but my cryo sentence was no sweet lullaby. I had feelings and I had thoughts. How about a 36-year nightmare about people caught in a burning building? You would awake. I don't think so. I do think so. And my wife beating her fist against a block of ice that used to be her husband. Then you were nice enough to wake me up and let me know everything that meant something in my life is gone. It would have been more humane to stake me down and leave me to the fucking crows. All right, let's do a, a rundown then. Can I freeze myself in time? No. <laughs> Not yet. But organs are coming. Organs are more doable. I can freeze bits of me yeah. in time, maybe. You can certainly freeze your sperm. Yeah. Ladies can freeze their eggs now. Yeah. You can make an embryo and then freeze that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. So far. Yeah, so that's a start. Yeah. We've not come a long way since the 80s. Well, cryo are us have. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. Science Ish is a Radio Wolfgang production presented by me, Rick Edwards, and Dr. Michael Brooks. The producers were Cormac McAuliffe and L. Scott. Sound designed by Ivor Slayer Manley. Special thanks to Dr. Gregory Fahey. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate and review wherever you listen to your podcast. It does really help. Also, get hold of us on Twitter at science underscore itch. I'll tell you what is funny is that they, uh, in the 2032 thing, they say uh, they make some reference to the Arnold Schwarzenegger Presidential Library. Like and and St- Stallone's like Schwarzenegger was president. This is ridiculous. Mm. And that was in '93. Like that's ten years before he announced his candidacy for governor of California. So he was sort of going to political rallies at the time, but nobody had him pegged as a possible governor. So uh, I and thought yet, that was quite precedent. Very prescient. Prescient. Yeah. Very, what are you about to say? President. President. Quite president. <laughs> Our president. <laughs> <laughs> Your computer makes thousands of connections every day just like the one it's making now to deliver you your audio content. Why not unlock some little connections of your own? Pick up a box of Cadbury Heroes today, stay at home and share them with your family or friends. Sometimes it's the little things that bring us together. 